This is the iMoveU podcast, getting you private practice ready. We give you fresh ideas on mindset, communication, and clinical skills so you can have a fulfilled career. What a time to be alive. Episode 9, iMoveU podcast. Are we in sales? Peter here, uh, co founder of iMoveU, with our great host, Michael Risk. Welcome. The old mix up. Getting introduced second, I love it. So, Mick, are we in sales? That's the question of the day here. Tell me, what do you think? Yeah, it's a really interesting one. Um, Obviously, there's certain connotations and thoughts we have when we hear the word sales, and my opinion on this has changed massively uh, through following guys like Kerwin Ray and Gary V, um, who, who basically say your ability to sell is pretty much your lifeblood and will dictate how successful you are in any industry. And that really hit home for me after I got better educated on the topic. I'm going to go go over some of those thoughts today. And you might be a strong no to that question, are we in sales? But stay with us for this episode and see if we can shift you along the scale to to a yes. I mean, but we're we're health professionals, not not sales people, right, guys? So... uh if you can, I'd love you to grab out a pen and, and write down, do you feel like you're a salesperson or does sales have no place in health? So just take a second to do that right now. So I would say that most health professionals, they don't consider themselves to be in the field of sales, but everyone does sell something. No matter what you do, no matter where you are, everyone sells something. Sales doesn't have to be a dirty word, even though it's usually associated with unpleasant thoughts and feelings. Rather than viewing sales in negative terms, however, let's try and think of sales as a useful set of tools to help us benefit and educate our clients. Yeah, I love it, mate. So, that's, that's awesome. I think benefit and educate are huge things and we just need to reframe our relationship with the word sales. So you've got a list here of some common words that we associate with sales. Do you want to go into that? Yeah, so let's just, uh, typically when people think of salespeople, they think of when they head to the uh, used car dealership and there's a greasy looking guy there and he'll say anything to uh, sell that perfectly running car, never had an issue with 300,000 Ks on the clock. Um, typically, you feel they're dishonest and they're they're deceiving. You just don't trust that person. No matter what they do, they, they look shifty. There's just something about them. And that, that to you is, is sales. You feel like they're pushy. They really they want you to buy something and they push you into it. And you might be halfway into buying something, look at something else, and then suddenly they're like, wow, this is perfect for you too. Is everything perfect for you? They don't care. They just want to sell you something. And you you know that and you can get that vibe. We, no one's really stupid enough to be able to get pushed into something like that without knowing. They feel like sleazy. Sleazy is probably a good word. And I've heard this one thrown around a lot with salespeople. He just, he just seemed so sleazy. There was something about him. And again, that comes down to that gut feel and, and sleazy, sleazy, I think, does that well. Other, other sort of jobs we sort of see this in, it's real estate agents. If you've ever uh, gone to check out a few houses, you've probably found someone who, who really puts himself first at every avenue there. You, you know they're out to make money. You know they just see you as a dollar sign 90% of the time. You just feel like they're just pushing you. They're dishonest. They're deceiving. Uh, as we said, used car sales, um, 
probably an, another big one is is when you jump into any sort of clothing store these days, any sort of high end clothing store. You feel like that's a that's quite a pushy scene to be into. So they're typically when I ask people about sales, what's your view, view on a salesperson? That's what I hear back. Yeah, I think what we're trying to do with health professionals is reframe our relationship with the word sales. A great analogy I heard was that the word sales really took off after the depression when money started to become abundant again, and that was the rise of the door-to-door salesperson. And that's where all those negative words came from. They were often selling us products we didn't need but could afford because for the first time, we had an abundance of money and we would buy these things that we didn't need, that would break down easily, that were cheap, that were imported from China or that were just broken like a dodgy car. Now, the 21st century definition of sales is all about helping people achieve outcomes, changing someone's life. And because of the age of information, we can't actually sell something now by being dishonest. People see straight through that and you have to actually have a product that backs that up. And I think where we're really lucky as health professionals is we do have a product that backs it up. So could you talk a little bit more about reframing sales in a positive light and in the 21st century? Absolutely. So let's talk about sales in in the health profession. Now, firstly, if you're a health professional, you're a salesperson, 100%. But what you're selling is not dishonest. It's not deceiving. The first thing I'd say in sales is you're selling education. Now, education is the first massive word here for sales. If you're educating them constantly and consistently and you're educating them well, that is selling yourself because you're selling them on how you can help them, how you can help them to achieve their goals, to become pain-free, to stay active. You're selling them those outcomes and that's a sale. It's the support, the support you give them, whether it be during the session, whether it be that call the next day to see how they've pulled up. Maybe you feel like they, they might have some soreness after those sorts of things, those little touch points there. That is sales. That's what sales are in healthcare. It's being informative. It's being 100% see-through with everything you're doing. That is sales. It's the caring, how much you care about your client and the person in front of you. That is selling yourself as a person to them because that is why they're going to choose to come back to you. And if they're choosing to come back to you, you've sold yourself. That That's a really, really good way of reframing that. And the, the one I really love is, is placing the client's needs first. If you place the client's needs first, that's a massive sell because you're selling to them all those things, the education, the support, the informative, caring. That is what you're selling. That's why that person comes back. If they come back, that's because you've essentially sold them something. It might come back to that management plan where you've said, all right, it's going to take eight to 12 weeks to get better. I'm going to need to see you three to five times over the first couple of weeks there. And then we're going to work on this aspect here. And once we hit pain relief, then we're going to work towards strength. And then your goals are this. And so we just need to hit these goals here. And you've outlined that. And it's, what have you outlined? You've outlined education support a plan for them and then you're selling them that plan when you frame it like that does that sound like typical salesman 
Yeah, not at all. And we, we just really have to work on changing our mindset because we're still stuck with that old definition of sales of 50 years ago. And everything you just outlined is exactly what we do. And every time someone comes back um, is a sale. And I would say you're not achieving great outcomes with your clients unless you're able to sell your service past kind of three or four visits. And we're so lucky to be in a health profession where there's actual evidence for strengthening that does change people's life. So how lucky we are to be selling something that does change someone's life. Absolutely. And that person, when they get pain-free, is often going to drop off if you haven't sold them on why the strength and the functional return to activity is important. If you haven't sold them to that, then they're going to drop off there. And most of the time we know that they're actually going to go and they're going to get worse. And what's going to happen when they get worse? You were the therapist that didn't help them. You weren't a good therapist. And now they're going down the road to someone else. And that person is now has that opportunity to become a great therapist in that person's eyes. And as health professionals, one of the main things that, that we want is we want to have a good reputation. We want to help people. No one got into being a therapist to rip people off. No one got into being a therapist to have a bad reputation. We need to sell effective treatment plans so that we can increase compliance and improve the chances of our clients getting better and returning to their given activities, hitting their goals. That's what we're all about because we know what it takes to get someone better. And if they begin to shop around, you know, practitioner hopping, that increases their chance of developing chronic pain and reliance on other people rather than proving the way that we know they can. Yeah, and I think there's I think there's a few magic numbers there and whether you're ethical or unethical comes down to you as a person and I would say it's unethical to see someone three or four times and not get the outcomes that you know you can get for them. Then there's a sweet spot between I would say 6 and 14 visits, but then you can go too far and there's certainly health professionals out there that stray away from the evidence, go to 20 to 50 visits and are just coming back for what we might call passive therapies. So that still exists, but today's episode was more about reframing your relationship with the word sales. Let's be better at it. Let's use that filter when we think of sales. Let's use that knowledge to get better outcomes and prevention, which again, we're so lucky to be in an industry where we have evidence for those things where we can change someone's life with exercise um, Pete, do you have anything to add before we wrap it up? Look, I think, firstly, I'd like to you to just reflect on, you know, if you wrote down at the start, whether you feel like health professionals sell. And then really, really important here is that if you feel like when you're giving someone a management plan or you're telling someone to come back for X amount of treatments that you're selling and in your head, sales is a dirty word, then you're going to have all those unconscious cues that people are picking up on that are making them not trust you, that are making them cancel, that are making them feel just a little bit uneasy because even though you know that that's the right thing for them, that it doesn't come across in you know your body language and everything else that you're doing at the time. There's really, really good research to show that. And so to become a really, really effective practitioner and someone who gets low cancels and people come back to and people rave about, you have to get comfortable with the word sales because that is what you're doing. Yeah. Thanks, mate. That's awesome, mate. Uh, appreciate your thoughts in episode eight and this episode two. It's really 
reframing sales and you're really going to struggle if you don't start having a positive relationship with that word as a new health professional. Um, and we've really just covered today outcomes. There's a whole business side to this as well, which we might cover in another episode. But the first point, the main point is getting better outcomes. And you'll do that by having a healthier relationship with the word sales. We might go on to the business stuff a little bit later, Pete. Thanks for thanks for joining me, mate. And thank you, everyone, for listening to episode nine of I Move You. Please subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a comment on this one. I feel like this might spark a few comments. So if you've got any thoughts either for or against the word sales, please drop them in there, and we'll see you in episode nine. You want to sign us off, Pete? Thank you. What a time to be alive. This is the I Move You podcast, getting you private practice ready. We give you fresh ideas on mindset, communication, and clinical skills so you can have a fulfilled career. 